welcome to the Church in the Peak podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, visit churchinthepeak.org. I really want to start and just talk a little bit about our vision, really. Uh, we're going to be starting a new series uh, this autumn, uh, but I just want to share something a bit about perhaps a little bit of our history and then a little bit about where we're going as a church together. Um, but I want us to really that we get caught up in a vision. God's plan and purpose is that we don't just exist. We're not here just to live a life, get through it, and then there's death. God has plans and purposes for every single one of us that he wants to catch us up in. And uh, some years ago, my wife very kindly bought me this great book um, called The Dream Giver by a guy called Bruce Wilkinson. Some of you may have come across him. He was the writer of the book on the prayer of Jabez, which was really excellent as well, and he's done a number of others. Uh, just excellent writer. And uh, I just want to read... Just the opening bit from this book, from the preface, if I can see it. Do you believe every person on earth was born with a, with a dream for his or her life? We call it dream or vision. No matter where, where I travel in the world, whether among hard... Um, hard sh- sorry, I can't even see this. <clears throat> among hard-charging Manhattan urbanites or villagers in southern Africa have yet to find a person who didn't have a dream. They may not be able to describe it, they may have forgotten it, they may no longer believe in it, but it's there. I call this universal and powerful longing a big dream, like the generic, uh, genetic code that describes your unique passions and abilities. Your dream has been woven into your being from birth. You're the only person with a dream quite like yours. And you have it for a reason to draw you towards the kind of life you were born to love. For every one of us, God has a plan and a purpose. You were not born for, for no purpose. God had a plan right back in creation. When God created man and woman, he created them with a purpose to fill the earth and to multiply and to tend the earth. There was a plan, there was a purpose that God had. He didn't just create humans to be robots, to be there just to fulfill uh, his own bidding, but actually there that they'd be relationship. They'd be working together. They'd be caught up in some great plan, bigger than themselves. They would have a bigger vision. Now that vision that we all have in some way, we carry something, whether we're aware of it or not, says we have from birth. We have woven into us right from the start. And I guess for me, I can certainly say I know that what I do, what I'm doing in serving the purposes of God is because I knew it was in me right from when I was born. I knew God put something in me. I know my journey has been that revelation of that. The thing is that we tend to think of when we start talking about having a vision, we tend to very much link it as Christians into doing ministry, doing something that's kind of in the church, doing something for God. And actually, God has given vision and purpose and dreams that go way beyond that, that are much bigger than just what happens in church. Mine happens to be 
in church, in serving the purpose in the kingdom of God in the church. But it's not all about that, because I have a secular job, and where I serve the purpose of God in public service as well. It's twofold. And it's not all about what I do here, while important as it is, and God uses me in that and opens many doors for me to go and do other things elsewhere as well through that. Actually, it's much bigger. But the thing is that God gives vision for purpose. And for me, I guess I started back when I was very young. I remember God speaking to me and giving me a dream about worship. And I just loved to worship God. In fact, worship became more important than my homework, my schoolwork. My schoolwork suffered a lot because I'd get home from work and I couldn't wait to get home and from school and put a CD on. Well, it was a cassette tape in those days. I'm that old. It was a cassette tape. Or I'd put it on and I'd listen and I'd worship. And I'd read the Bible and I'd be worshipping and doing it. My, I didn't do my homework as I perhaps should have done. And I had to kind of catch up later in life a bit with kind of that, my education because I was giving myself to other things. Uh, but it, let me say it was wrong because I love doing it and I love worshipping God. And God gave me a vision for worship. And even out of what we have here in Church in the Peak, that vision for worship, the presence of God, pursuing God for his presence, pursuing God for his uh, encountering him in his presence is absolute paramount for me. I love to worship. I love to encounter God in his presence. And God set something in my heart for that. And I've never lost it. It's never gone. It burns within me even now that I love to worship. And I can't ever turn away from it because God sets something in my heart. And I carry some of that that has set kind of what we do in this church in terms of worship. And Ali's just picked that up. You can see that in even the song selection this morning. Really is actually about we pursuing the presence of God. We're pursuing him. And I love that. I absolutely love to pursue the presence of God. But we've all got, got a plan for each one of us. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. If you've got your Bible, you want to turn to it? If not, it's all right. I'm going to read it. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do good things he planned for us long ago. When we came to faith in Jesus Christ, it wasn't just that we would be saved. It wasn't just that we'd be rescued from our sin. When we'd be set free and given new life and eternal life, it's actually there was things for us to do. God planned for us way before we existed. There was good things. And he would set in our hearts dreams and visions. He would set in our hearts things that would stir us, things that would give us passion in life. God set things, and he set things in your heart as well as mine, I know, because that's what the word says. And even over the last couple of weeks when I've been speaking, I've been looking at uh, the grace of God, the benefits of what it is to be in Christ, and uh, the grace of God to say no to ungodliness, and to be able and free to live that life and live out that vision and that purpose that God's got for us. Now, there's many people who have got vision. Nothing really happens unless somebody's got a vision, does it? I mean, things come about, somebody's got a vision for something, and they either create something, they invent something, or they start something off because they've got a vision to do it. So I just wanted to, I had a quick look at Steve Jobs, Apple, who created Apple. It says, he said this, a man is the creator of change in this world. As such, he should be above systems and structures and not 
be subordinate to them. Apple is committed to bringing the best personal computing experience to students, educators, creative professionals and consumers around the world through its innovative hardware, software and internet offerings. So how many people have got Apple I stuff? Many of you have, haven't you? Because it does just that. It does what it says on the tin. That's what he wanted to set out to do. That's what happens. Interestingly, another one I found, Ikea. Buy Ikea furniture to create a better everyday life for many people. Does your Ikea furniture do that for you? (laughs) That was their intention. That was their vision. Not sure they fulfill it. Twitter. Who uses Twitter? Anybody? People on Twitter. To give everyone the power to create and share ideas and information instantly without barriers. I wish there was some barriers when it comes to Donald Trump. (laughs) But there isn't, it seems. See, somebody had a vision to achieve something. Somebody had a vision to start something off. And God gives vision to his church. I love that, what Steve Jobs says about affecting change. God, I think he got that from God. Actually, God, through man, wants to bring about a change in this world. Through us. That's the plan, and that's why he gives us vision. That's why he gives us purpose. So, why have a vision? Proverbs 29 says this, verse 18. Where there is no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint, but blessed is he who keeps the law. Where there is no vision... No prophetic vision. I love the, I got this from the ASV version. That is, it says, where there is no prophetic vision. That is, we've heard something from God. We've caught something in our spirit. We've heard the word of the Lord, not just through scripture, but actually personally. We've heard something from God. And actually, we pursue that. But where that doesn't exist, people cast off restraint and they give themselves to all kinds of other things that are not of God. I say the thing that would drive me if anything of passion is worship and signs and wonders. If there's anything that drives me, anything that causes me to pursue God, it's for those things. That we worship and encounter the presence of God and we see signs, wonders, miracles. And I'm pursuing that with all my heart. And I'm pursuing it, and I'm often in two weeks' time, and I'm pursuing it because I want to see God break through. I want to see some miracles out there, great need out there. Last time I was there... Now, a few times ago, sorry, I was there, I prayed for a blind young man who was brought to me by his parents. I prayed and I prayed and I prayed my best prayer. And having prayed my best prayer, he still didn't see. And I'm saying to God, I want this young boy to see. And I don't know whether I'll see him again when I'm there this time, but I want to go with faith. I want to go with an expectation. I'm going to see some breakthrough. I'm going to see God do something. See, where there's no revelation, where there's no... Uh, direction, where there's no purpose, people just cast off all restraint. And they pursue other things to fulfill that need and that desire that God's already put in us for purpose. I love how the message put it. It says, if people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. So if you find yourself stumbling over yourself, maybe it's because you're not 
seeing what God's doing and getting on board with what God's doing. And I want to encourage you to do that. I want to say over these last few years, God's really been working on me in a quite significant way. I, I say I've had this holiday I had this summer. God really challenged me about some things I've been working through. But I want to say, if you're not signed up for Catalyst Festival next year, I really want to encourage you to get signed up and to go. Every year I've been to Catalyst, I've had a significant encounter with God that I wasn't up for. But God was. The first Catalyst Festival, I spent the whole of the time in tears all the way through it. I was supposed to be leading a ministry team, and I abandoned it most of the time because I found myself on the floor in tears most of the time because God was dealing with me. And uh, this last year, I was there, and God just got me prophetically again. I had no intention of that, and out of the blue, God spoke, and God got me and stirred me afresh. And he is doing it again. Well, that's, from that time, I would say that's been an ongoing and increasing thing that God's been doing in my life. And I've been dealing with some stuff because I want to pursue with all my heart and with all my being that which God has called me to. Paul says, I want to run the race. I want to take hold of that for which Christ took hold of me. Is that what you want? Is that what you want for us as a church, to take hold of that for which Christ as planned and purpose for Church in the Peak, right across the Peak District. But it doesn't come about by just wanting to fulfil our own vision, by just doing what we want to do. Because we've got to see it in a bigger picture. How does that serve the bigger picture of what God's doing in the world? Or even, lo- even more, bring it down a bit more than that, even locally here. How does what we do, the vision that we have together corporately here, serve a bigger vision of what God's given You see, the way to fulfill your vision is to serve a bigger vision. And I've learned that over the years. And last year, one of the prophetic words had over me was, you've served another man's vision for many years. It's time to to pursue your own. And I've been part of this church for 30 years. I've served another man's vision. I've planted churches. But actually, I know it's time for me to pursue what God's given me to do because I serve something else. And I served another vision that was bigger than mine. You see, we as uh, Church in the Peak, we're part of Catalyst Network, but we're also part of New Frontiers, family of churches. And if we could just put the, if you put the slide up, Matt. You see, we, we bought into this vision. We existed before, Church in the Peak was planted and started before uh, we became part of the New Frontiers family of churches. But this was New Frontiers kind of vision that we bought into, that we want to serve because we fitted very much with what God said to us. We want the recovery of New Testament church life. That's what we felt God called us to across the Peak District, was to restore the church, to be a fresh expression of the kingdom of God in this area. We want to make disciples. We want to make disciples who make disciples. We want to see people discipled to live holy, clean lives before God. And to serve his purposes. We want to train up leaders. We want to start new churches. Or new congregations. We want to serve the poor. These are all things that we bought into. We're serving a bigger vision that's right across the world. Than what we do right here. In Church in the Peak. In our local area. 
It's what we're serving. If you could put the website, Catholic website up for me, Matt, that'd be great. Now, our Catalyst website, Catalyst was Dave Devonish being apostolic over the Catalyst network. This is kind of what he says there. We're passionate about four things, help making our calling a reality. The Word, the Spirit, the Church and Mission. If you just flick across. So the Word of God, the Bible, fundamentally in everything we do, the final authority on what we believe. This is our vision. This Catalyst network. Click, click across again. Spirit, we love the Holy Spirit. We want to see people living spirit-empowered lives, hearing his voice, enjoying his presence, and using his gifts. That's what we're about. We're buying into a bigger vision than what we've got ourselves. Okay, Matt, press on. The church, we're dedicated, equipping, strengthening, planting churches, aiming to be fruitful, uh, faithful to vision of church life described in the New Testament. All fits with what? New Frontiers. Part of that vision. If Click across again. Matt, mission. We believe God is calling us to be a blessing to every part of our societies, using our skills, passions for the common good. And we also want to take the good news of Jesus to nations of, every, of the world. That's where we are. That's what we're buying into. We are serving a bigger vision than what we are ourselves as church in the peak here. It's a much bigger vision. So if you go back to the PowerPoint, if you could, yeah, next slide. So this is where we started. Plant church across the Peter District and beyond, affecting towns and cities around us. We've done that. Planted Buxton. We've planted Chesterfield, both on the edge of the Peter District. Sending to nations. We've been all over the world. Different people gone all over the place. Serving in different parts of the world. Saved and added into local community. See people saved and added here. We plant church. We're still pursuing signs and wonders. We see some miracles. We've seen some things even... Doreen's testimony, that came out of praying for Doreen for a foot. And he gets right to the theatre door and doesn't have the operation. It's just wonderful. Matlock, growing resource base. We've got this for a purpose. This, God's given us this building. Not that we become Matlock-centric church, but that we actually serve the whole of the peaks from here. It's really important we understand that, that we are serving a bigger picture than just what's in Matlock on our doorstep. See, God has a huge plan for us, a huge plan for his church right across the world. If you could just click on to the next one. So we summarised this a few years ago, me and Neil, we were working on this uh, with Dave. And this is kind of our mission statement, our vision statement, if you like. A mission statement is we want to worship God, encounter his presence, committed to advancing his kingdom through local church communities caught up in worldwide mission. Our vision that we've carried for many years, for 30 years of this church, has not changed. How we're working it out is changing. Where we're going is changing. And a year ago, I shared some vision with you in terms of what I felt God has spoke to me about. The Moses years are over. The Joshua era is coming. And what that might look like, what we're pursuing, and this is part of fulfilling that. God told us we'd get a building, and then suddenly we get a building. Things are being worked out. God's working out a plan and purpose. So we are going to take some time this term and beyond where we're going to journey with the children of Israel. We're going to look through the scriptures and we're going to see what we can learn from them. We're going to see what God wants to say to us prophetically about our future as a people together. 
and where we go. God's been speaking in numerous things. I've been uh, exploring different ways of uh, uh, advancing the kingdom across the Peak District. I've been looking into different things that we could do rather than church planting to look at doing multi-site church where uh, we have more than one congregation but yet all part of us and overseen by one eldership, one finance, one charity, all that kind of thing being worked out. But actually we're multiplying who we are right across the Peak District because God's into multiplication. The instruction right at the beginning was fill the earth, multiply and fill the earth. Our mandate is multiply and fill the peaks with people of God. That's what we're called to do. God has a heart to pour out his spirit right across the Peak District. Do you believe it? Are you pursuing it? Are you longing for it to happen? Good. There's a few people with me. Excellent. It's a good start. Habakkuk 2.14 says this, For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. That's God's plan. The earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of God. That does not mean to say everyone will come to faith in Jesus Christ. That does not mean to say we will see such huge revival that none are lost, but all come to repentance as we hope and as we pray for and as we desire. But it does mean they will have heard of the glory of God. We will tell the next generation. One generation will tell the next of the good things of Jesus. How they deal with it, how they respond to it is their responsibility. Our responsibility is to make him known right across the PDC. So that's what we're called to, to make him known through word and deed right across the peaks. And that's what we're about. That's what we're doing. That's where we're going to do that. Just as waters cover sea, so too the glory of the Lord will be made known in this area. You see, one part of what I want to look at, or we're going to be looking at over the next few months is what was it like in the Moses years and what is it now in the Joshua years? What does the Joshua area look like in contrast? Because we know, I mean, they had, it's not always bad under Moses and in Moses' time they had the presence of God by day and night. Fire and cloud. They had the presence of God. They didn't see the presence of God in the same way with Joshua leading them, but it doesn't mean to say he wasn't with them. Because we know he appeared to them, appeared to Joshua right at the beginning of Joshua and said, I'm the captain of the Lord's army. I'm here for you. I'm fighting for you. But it was time to take the land that had been promised. You see, Joshua and Caleb were faithful to the vision. See, they caught the vision that Moses was carrying. Moses was given a vision by God to actually go and bring out the children of Israel out of captivity, out of slavery, and bring them into freedom and into the promised land. Caleb and Joshua were the two out of the 12 spies that came back with faith, believing. Caught the vision, could see it come about. The other 10 were in fear. There's giants in the land. We can't do this. But they had faith. They caught a vision and they pursued it. And they got their inheritance in the end we find that at the end of Joshua Caleb got his land Joshua got his 
because they were faithful to the call and the promise. They were faithful to pursue the vision God had given. Now, not everything goes our way. One thing I found helpful about this book was he's very real, even about his own life, about the hindrances, the difficulties that it is to pursue the vision God's given. It's not plain sailing. There's hardships. There's things sometimes you question it. There's things that you think, this is too difficult, I'm not going to do it. But I found it really helpful. And I would recommend getting a hold of the book um, if you're pursuing a vision, because it's really helpful. It gives some real good insights into the journey. Because actually, I have not yet fulfilled all that God has called me to and given me vision for. And I know you haven't, because if you had, you wouldn't be here. You'd be in glory. Not yet fulfilled it. Still things for us to pursue. Still things for us to attain and take hold of. I'm going to have to finish. I'm dropping lots of bits out. I wanted to say, but here we go. So for you, there's places for you to take hold of. There's things God's given you, whether in the secular or in, within the church. There's things that God has given you that is God-given vision to bring change and transform. You see, we can't change the world out there unless we're in it. We don't change it from in here, we change it while we're out there. Your workplace, your neighbourhood, the things that you're involved in, the things God's gifted you in doing, you bring change, you bring in the kingdom of God where you are. And if you haven't got a vision to bring the kingdom of God into your work situation or your live it, where you live, all those things, I want to say ask for one. Get a vision from God that you can bring change to where you are. See Ephesians 4, uh, 7 to 10. I'll get by you. Uh, get this to work. Into all work, come here. It says this. Well, unto each one of us was the grace given according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Wherefore he said, When he ascended on high, he led captive, captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Now this he ascended, what is it? But that he also descended into the lower parts of the earth. He that descended is the same also that ascended far above all the heavens, that he might fill all things. You see, the purpose of God is that he might fill the whole universe with himself. The whole of the cosmos. Not just the earth, but everything to be filled with God himself. And we're called to that. He gives gifts to us. So it talks about him who ascended, is the one who descended, it's talking of Jesus. He came down from heaven, descended onto earth, down to the lower parts when he took sin and death captive. And then he was raised from the dead and ascended back to the Father, far above all other things. It's talking about Jesus. And in that, having taken captive, captivity captive, he released gifts to us. That we could be free to serve the purposes of God. And fulfill our God-given calling. And the vision that God's given us. And we have a corporate vision. And we have individual vision. And we're caught up in a much bigger vision. And I want to encourage you to see what things God has laid on your heart. Fit into a much bigger vision that God's got. And plan and purpose. That he would fill the whole of the cosmos with himself. 
And there'll be a day when that fully happens, when he returns. But we're all working to that day. We're all looking to that day when he comes again and fully completes the work that he's planned, that everything comes under his rule and reign. It will happen. We don't see it yet, but it will happen. But it happened with us and our participation in it. So I want to encourage us. We're running out of time. I want to just encourage us that God has got a plan and purpose that we're working out. Work up in a vision to actually see, bring change, and even change the culture of both what in the church and outside the church. To pursue what God has said, and what God has called, to, called us to, to change the expression of Christianity right across the Peak District. And bring in the kingdom of God with signs wonders following. That's what we're about. That's what we're here for. That's why we exist. And we affect every place that God puts us with the kingdom. Because you're carriers of the kingdom. You're the carriers of the kingdom of God into every place. And I want to encourage you, whatever God has laid on your heart to do, see it in the context of the bigger picture and pursue it. See it in the context of a bigger vision that God's given. Actually, that right across this world, the glory of God will be made known. So praise and glory of God. Can we stand together? Ali, if you could just come back, it'd be great. Now, I've had to chop and change around my kind of talk based on kind of time availability, but I just want to pray now that, what, that we'll have ears to hear what the Spirit's saying, not what I'm saying. Let's hear what God's saying. Let's hear what he, He's saying. Lord, so I ask you now, Spirit of God, will you come and, Lord, would you give us ears to hear what you're saying to us as a church and as a people as we move forward, as we go on, Lord, in this journey that you've got us on, Lord, for, from the Moses years into the Joshua era. Lord, I want to pray, God, that you will lead us. God, I want to pray that we will hear your voice. God, I want to pray that we will get caught up with your plans and your purposes. Lord, I want to pray that we will be ruined for anything else other than pursuing you and what you've called us to do. God, I want to pray that you will come to us, Lord, and you'll give us ears to hear and hearts to believe and follow you. Father God, would you come? Would you come now, Spirit of God, and would you rest on your people? Father God, Lord, I want to pray that you'll breathe on us. And I just just want to apply some of those things. If you're not even really aware of what it is you're called to. I just want you, I want to pray for you that God will bring revelation to your hearts. And if that's you, I just ask you, just put your hands out. You don't have to put them up, but just put them out before God. Let's come with an expectation God's going to do something. God's going to meet us in this place this morning. God's going to minister to us something. Let's, so if that's you, just put your hands out before God. I'm going to pray right now. Spirit of God, I pray now, Lord, where people aren't even sure what it is they should be doing, what vision you've given, what you've revealed. Lord, I pray now, Holy Spirit, would you come to them. And I pray you'll ignite a fire within them. Lord, I pray you'll give them dreams and visions. Lord, I want to pray you'll speak right into their heart and their situation. They'll know they are called to a higher thing than what they're doing right now. Father God, would you come? Would you come by your Holy Spirit? right now thank you Jesus thank you Jesus now I want to pray if you 
um, have forgotten because it's just been dormant. It's just lied there. You had a dream years ago, but it's just laid dormant. It's done, nothing's happened. Nothing's changed. You had a vision. You've longed to see something, but it's just, with the passage of time, it's just gone into the background and nothing's come about. I just want to encourage you now. Just again, put your hands out. I'm going to pray. Just receive from God. Lord, I want to pray for every vision that you've given that needs fresh life breathing into it. Would you breathe on it now? I pray in Jesus' name. Breath of God, would you breathe? Would you breathe life, life into dreams and visions that have been forgotten or lying dormant? I pray in Jesus' name. And bring them to life. Bring them to life. Bring fresh life. Bring fresh faith. Bring fresh hope for those dreams and visions, I pray, God. Come, Spirit of God. Spirit of God. Thank you, Jesus. And I know, just sense this, there's some who you were pursuing one, but you've kind of just left it. You're pursuing something and you've walked away from it. It got hard, it got difficult, you got hurt maybe. Things uh, didn't work out how you thought they should. Maybe other things got in the way. I just want to pray for you this morning. God's about reviving today. It's about a revival work today about reviving dreams and visions that even we, when we've walked away there's a, there's a way back it's not dead, it's not done no one wants to call you back I remember listening to one guy and he just said this very tragic Whitney Houston who died dependent on drugs and died because of drug overdose he said she started her, her life as a worship leader in the church and she pursued the secular and got caught up in all kinds of stuff, but actually he said, I know she missed the vision and the call of God upon her life. He knew her personally and said, I know she missed it. And I don't want to be one that misses it. I just want to say that. And I don't want any of us to miss it. What God's plan, the vision God's given us, I don't want any of us to miss it. So I just want to pray now. God, Lord, I pray. Lord, what, what, for whatever reason... We may have given up on it. Lord, I want to pray you restore it to us. And you restore us to it also, Lord. I pray that you will do a work, Lord, of revival in hearts and lives today, Lord. I pray for the spirit of revival to be released upon your body this morning. To bring life and fresh hope and fresh joy, Lord. And a desire and a burden and a passion again to pursue the vision that you've given. I pray in Jesus' name. I pray for that for all of us as a church, Lord God, as we move forward together, we see this building uh, transformed, Lord, uh, through building work and development. Lord, I want to pray as we look to the future to uh, reach the needs of the Peak District, to bring the gospel, Lord, to see your word go forth with signs, wonders following. God, I pray, will you revive us and catch us up in your great mission and vision and call for us as a church, I pray. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Come to us, Spirit of God. Spirit of God, would you come? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There's just a bit at the end of uh, Joshua which really helped me. It was really good. And that was it says, at the end of the day, they each settled their own place having fulfilled the vision of taking the promised land they each settled in their own place and there's things 
for you to settle in, not settle that you kind of put your feet up and do nothing, but this vision and call for you to settle in that God's got for you. That you know this is it. This is where I'm meant to be and this is, meant to, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And I just want you to want to pray that we, all of us find that, that we find where we're supposed to be and what we're supposed to be doing to the glory of God. So Lord, I pray that for each one of us to settle in the very purpose and call of God upon our lives and the vision you set for us, that God, you will put us in the right place doing the right thing. I pray, God, in Jesus' name. Thanks, Phil. I, I just feel that uh, God is saying that there are some of us who, <clears throat> uh, if you take a, you know, like a 10,000 meter runner or run, there are sometimes they use pacemakers to start them, bring the pace. Some of you uh, set off as pacemakers and you've grown weary. And I feel God would say, I still need pacemakers. There will be the pack that comes behind, but there still need to be people who spearhead things that are different to go out ahead of others to set the pace. So I think there's something specific for 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 people. I might, I might include myself in, in that, to be honest. But I I know that there are other people who have that call to be pacemakers and you've grown weary and God is calling us back to set that pace again